Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Monday morning. Hard to believe that it is uh, December 23rd and that uh, Christmas Eve is just tomorrow. Don't seem possible. The time has flown by and uh, I just, uh, I don't know, I just don't know where, where it all went. And, uh, and then next week is New Year's and it starts all over again. And uh, I hope everybody is uh, having some uh, safe travels and uh, looking forward to good time with family and friends and we need to make sure that we are keeping those in prayer that uh, are uh, uh, are dealing with loss during this time of year it can be very depressing very difficult time of year for a lot of people and i know uh, personally several people who've lost loved ones just within the last few months and, and so my heart really goes out to those people and so really uh, keep them in your thoughts and prayers and uh uh, as you go through this holiday, but uh, I know a lot of kiddos are probably excited. I know a lot of parents are probably excited, and I uh, uh, hope you got your Christmas shopping done. I tell you, I, I have been known to wait till Christmas Eve to shop, and it is not fun. So if you're one of those people, more power to you, and uh, be careful out there in the world of uh, Walmart. It is... Uh, it's sketchy, I tell you. There's times when uh, I want to uh, lose my cool. In fact, my wife was telling me about a couple people got smart with her the other day, one of the cashiers, and uh, it's a good thing I wasn't with her, or I would probably have done something I, or said something I shouldn't have, so it's probably good I wasn't there. But anyway, uh, we're going to dive into God's Word this morning, and we're going to look at Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. So if you have your Bibles handy, Please uh, get those out and uh, highlight and mark those, and uh, that way you can have this to refer back to. So, boy, that's tiny and little. So, hold on. Let me grab my Bible real quick, because I'm not going to be able to normally read this off the screen. Let me grab my Bible. Hold on. Okay, sorry about that. I didn't have my Bible close by, so let me get over here. Otherwise, it's going to be a small when I put that up there, so I apologize. All right, uh, Matthew uh, verse 1, and we're going to look at verses 18 through 25. I'm going to pull this back up here so you can see my beautiful face. I'd hate to deprive you. And Matthew 18, 25 says, uh, Now the birth of Jesus Christ on this wise, when his mother was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, and, and this is referring back to uh, Isaiah, Behold, a virgin shall be with a child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. But, I'm sorry, for which being interpreted is God with us, that Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took him to him his wife. And he knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. And uh, as my old daddy always says, bless this reading, the hearing of it to our hearts. Uh, I am, um, that is the greatest gift is Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, we need to make sure we understand 
and fully realize the ramifications of the virgin birth. That it is, um, it's not just a simple story. It's not something we just read at Christmas time. It is one of the cornerstones of the foundations of our faith as Christians. And uh, we need to make sure we always keep that in, in mind. You know, it is, um, uh, good morning, Mr. Clark. Uh, it, when we read this here in Matthew 1, 18 through 25, we've got several things that are going on here. And one of the things that I think is very significant is that uh, I don't think Joseph gets enough credit sometimes. I think sometimes he's put on the back burner. I think that, um, you know, we always think of, obviously, Jesus is first and foremost, the most important of all things. Uh, but oftentimes it's always just Mary and Jesus. You don't often think about Joseph. He's always kind of like the, the guy standing in the background. But Joseph played a very uh, a significant part in this whole, uh, how the these these events laid out and come into play. You know, as any man, if a woman was to come up and say, hey, I'm pregnant, but I wasn't with anybody, uh, well, you know, obviously you're going to be like, you're full of crap. You know, I mean, you don't, I mean let's, just, let's just talk reality here. You know, if this was today and say uh, my wife, when we first met and we was engaged to be married, she popped up and said, hey, I'm pregnant, uh, but I haven't been with anybody, I, I would have went, you know, I'd have been tore up mad and angry and and accused her of everything coming and going, and uh, and that relationship I would never have manifested in nothing else more. But as what we see is the difference here with Joseph, that he had enough concern about her and more enough love for her. That I'm not saying that I would have enough love for my wife. Let's make sure we're clear. I do uh, clear. I do. I do love my wife. But um, you know, it's just that uh, he was willing to put her not make a public example. He could have had her stoned, and they would have no, no way would have thought nothing of it. But he was willing to put her away privately without making a fuss or a scene of anything. That, that says a lot about his stature and character as a human being. But, you know, he still had to have questions. He still had to have um, wonder as to what is really going on here. Oh, is she really telling me the truth? How is this even possible? And uh, so, you know, that's what we see here that um, uh, when his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Ghost. So that in of itself, just that in of itself, is very significant and very important uh, because you have uh, uh, cults out there, uh, for example, uh, like the Jehovah's Witness, and um, who think that, um, that Jesus is nothing more than one of the highest created beings, uh, Michael the Archangel, and that uh, they take away his deity, that he really wasn't uh, uh, fully man and fully God. You have the Mormons, who, who likewise, uh, they believe uh, not so much as Jehovah's Witness do, but the fact that they take away from his deity and that uh, God uh, physically had relations with Mary uh, in order to conceive Jesus and that he is just a God, a little g, and as they believe in their cult uh, is that uh, we all become gods if we follow the path of uh, the Mormons. So you and, and plus you have the not only the cults but other false religions out there who has problems with the deity. And so when you start monkeying around with stuff like that, you take away from what Jesus Christ, who he was, who he is, and his atoning work upon the cross. And that's something that is very significant because if we take that away, see it only took Jesus Christ to die for our sins. It was only Jesus Christ who was worthy enough to take upon the sins of the world. It was only Jesus Christ who was perfect enough to uh to to take all that to to wash away our sins you know the priest of old they can only have a, a temporary uh cleansing of sins by sacrificing animals but what jesus did on the cross uh cleansed us 
from all eternity of our sins and unrighteousness. And so it had to be Jesus Christ, who was fully God, fully man, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, who knew not, you know, Mary did not know any man. See, it couldn't be a man uh, who could be his real physical father because man's blood is tainted with sin, as we see in the fall of Adam and Eve. Uh, when Adam screwed up, then, uh, then that's when that... Uh, trickled down just like a, a genetic disease if you will and all of our blood is infected with sin well with Jesus Christ that's why he had to be miraculously conceived by the Holy Ghost so when you start taking away that even just uh, that aspect of it or people who want to uh, uh, defend uh, theistic evolution in creation you start taking away bits and pieces of the Bible well then you might as well just count the whole thing you know you can't just pick and choose what you like and what you want to believe it all has to come together to, to bring about the full promise of God to save his people. So he had to send his only son in the form of man to show us the way. And, and I've used this illustration many times before. And, uh, but, you know, you can't help, particularly with this Christmas season, think about Paul Harvey and the birds. And the fact that, you know, talking about here's a man who, uh, uh, who, who did not believe. His wife and children were at church. Uh, the church was just, you know, a few block or two from this house. And, and he didn't want to go, refused to believe. And he's sitting there at his fireplace and maybe by the Christmas tree. And uh, he, he kept hearing a thud at the window. And, you know, he didn't think much about it. Another third thud at the window. And he realized the birds were trying to get in to the warmth of that fireplace. So he thought, well, I'll open the barn doors and, and I'll shoo them into that barn where it's warm. He opened the doors. They kept hitting against that glass. He tried to shoo them in. They just scattered. He turned, you know, had the light on. He'd done everything in the world trying to get him in that warm barn out of that cold, wintry weather. And he finally thought to himself, well, if I could be a bird for five seconds, then, then I could show them the way. And that's when it dawned on him. And the church bell started to ring that that's what Jesus Christ had to do. He had to be one of us to show us the way. And so it, that's why it's significant. That's why the to understand, to believe the virgin birth is very significant in our, in our convictions as Christians. But here's the thing, though. Not only was Joseph uh, uh, willing to, he didn't want to make her a public example, all right? And he was, uh, he just wanted to put her away privately. But, um, but while he was thinking about what to do, here's a, here's a cool thing here. You know, again, is the, what's neat about Joseph was that the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So that's important that even though Joseph probably thinking, man, what should I do? Is she telling me the truth? I mean, how is this even possible? The angel of the Lord comes to him and tells him, hey, don't worry about it. This is true. What she's telling you is true. This is right. You know, so he comes and lets him know these things. And she, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. So Joseph by the guiding of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit was telling him to name his son Jesus. So here we, we, we see again where Joseph comes into play. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled. And we see that uh, that prophecy be fulfilled in the book of Isaiah by the prophet, and, which is being interpreted God with us. But then Joseph raised from sleep, did to the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took, his, uh, took unto him his wife. So here's the thing. He married her after the Holy Ghost revealed these things to her. He married her. And he didn't know her physically till after Jesus was born. But here's a good thing, too, to, to think about. Even though Jesus was fully God, he was fully man, uh, it would take Joseph uh, to be used to raise Jesus. Just think, Joseph is the one that taught Jesus his trade. Uh, you know, uh, just, you know, he, teach him how to be a carpenter, to, to teach him things, maybe give him a, a, advice that he thought was good. Because, you know, they made off even, even throughout this 
miraculous uh, conception. They still may not fully understood exactly uh, what Jesus was about. But as any loving father, I'm sure he hugged Jesus and loved him as his own, uh, adopted him as his own, never thought nothing about it. Of course, Jesus did have uh, brothers and such, and uh, but uh, but he loved Jesus just like any rest of his children. And that he hugged him and loved him, gave him advice. So Joseph uh, plays a very significant role here uh, that uh, I think sometimes gets overlooked uh, during this Christmas holiday. Now, we do understand the reason for the season, and that is Jesus Christ. You know, and... You have people out there who want to, um, uh, I'm trying to think of it, what's the, a, a, a politically correct way to put it, uh, uh, there is, uh, they just want to poo-poo on your, uh, on our, on our beliefs as Christians this holiday season. Well, you know, Jesus wasn't really born on December, well, we know that, he wasn't really born on December 25th. Well, you know that Christmas is a pagan, brought from pagan beliefs. There are aspects of Christmas that, uh, did originate from uh, pagan beliefs, but you look at Evergreen, and we can talk about the everlasting life with that. You, we can't help but think about Jesus' birth uh, at this time of year. There are so many Christian. Uh, you can sit there and say, "Well, Christians stole blah blah whatever." All right? But here's the fact of the matter: is that when we think about Christmas, we cannot help but think about the Virgin Birth and Jesus Christ. You know, there were those who were trying to take Halloween, Christians tried to take Halloween and change it into a uh, something good, and they couldn't. Everything and anything about Halloween from its origins to today is the most wicked, evil holiday out there. I don't care how you want to put a twist on it, how you say you want to believe it, that's, you know, whatever. If that's how you want to, that's on you, all right? I ain't looking down on you, it's like, yeah, but there is a distinct difference between Halloween and Christmas in the fact that you cannot think about Christmas without Jesus. And why do you think so many people hate it? So many people want to tear it down. So many people don't want anything to do with it because they don't want to think about our Lord and Savior because it brings conviction of sins and it touches their hearts and minds. They can deny the, that God exists all they want to. They can deny Jesus, but they cannot without, they, can, they have to think about it in some shape, form, or fashion and they, they hate it. And so they want to shut us up and they want to quiet us. But let's not ever forget how important it was uh, the, the deity of Jesus Christ, his, his virgin birth. What we read here in the, in the gospel is true. It's not some simple little Christmas story. It's not something, this is, this is the, you know, we, we, everybody's scrambling around to find presents right now, but this is the greatest gift that we could ever be given to mankind, and that is God giving of his only son, Jesus Christ. Here we are, wicked, evil people, and yet out of God's love, he sent his only son to save us from a very real hell. And, uh, you know, I was talking the other night at the uh, Adoptive Veteran Program in Johnson City. And, you know, and that's one thing I was just trying to explain to everybody that you know, people say, well, God wouldn't send anybody to hell. And that's wrong. You know, people want to discount the, the notion of hell. But you have the choice. God doesn't send anybody to hell. You have the choice between if you want to accept the free gift of salvation or you can reject and spend an attorney in hell. That's completely on you. You know, and that's another thing that you can dis that is a distinction between Christians, cults like Jehovah's Witness and Mormons, Buddhists, uh, whatever, Hindu. The one thing that's distinctive between, between all these religions is that it is not a work-based faith. It is a free gift of salvation. You, you know, all these other uh, cults and religions, you have to do something to atone. You have to do something to, to make up for sins. 
Nothing we can do. All we can do is ask for forgiveness of those sins, accept Jesus Christ our personal Lord and Savior, and try to live for him daily. And understanding his atoning work on the cross, his redemptive is, is uh, to reconcile us between us and God. You know, he, he bought us back, you know, and then that he bought us out of that, uh, out of the miry muck of the chains and the, and the where we were headed. He bought us out of that, out of slavery. And uh, good morning, Mr. Taylor. Uh, and so, uh, you know, and so praise God for that. And so let's live for him daily. You know, this time of year, it's so easy to show kindness and, and, and be full of the holiday spirit. And, and some of you may not be feeling that right now. But let us live daily showing a spirit of Jesus Christ, showing the fruits of the spirit of love, joy, peace, all suffering, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. Uh, it, it, you know, it's showing that each and every day because of our love for Jesus Christ, that we understand his atoning work on the cross, that he come from a virgin birth, that we understand all these things. And, you know, Mary talks about how she pondered all these things in her, in her heart. We should be pondering all those things of Christ, all those things we read in the scriptures, ponder those things in our own hearts, that when the devil attacks, we can fight back, that we can use scripture as our weapon to fight back against those who seek to destroy us, against Satan himself who wants to infiltrate our minds and to, to rob us of our joy. We cannot allow that to happen. We must keep fighting and we must keep pushing forward and we can only do that through Christ alone. A lot of people in a lot of pain right now, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, dealing with loss, dealing with a lot of things that they, uh, that they're on their own, they would go mad, but through Christ alone, they can overcome all things. And, uh, uh, you know, and as I've told people before, it's not to minimize pain, uh, to say that you're a Christian, you know where this person is at. It's just that uh, we have that confidence that even though it hurts and we miss these people, that we have that confidence as Christians we'll get to see our loved ones again for those who are saved. And so that brings, even though the pain is still there, the loss is still there, at least we have some, something to cling to, a hope to cling to of what's to come. And that's the great thing about Jesus Christ, that... Uh, uh, that he's going to come again. And the way this world is unfolding, there's no doubt that Jesus Christ will be returning again. I hope you have your hearts in the right place. I hope that you're ready and waiting for Jesus Christ. Because, man, I don't know about you, I'm looking forward to eternity. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you for another uh, wonderful day. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you, God in heaven, for sending your only Son. Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus, that uh, we can trust in your promises. We know that you would never lie to us, and uh, that when we read this in your scripture, that it's not a, a simple children's story to be, to be believed by those who are uh, ignorant, but it is the ignorant who do not believe, and that we know that we can trust in our hearts that what you have written is true, and that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, and that is a cornerstone of our faith and foundation. And Lord, let us trust in you. Thank you, God, for, your, for sending Jesus to save us and showing us the way. And Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, uh, as this uh, Christmas is coming here another day, uh, in the new year beginning, uh, first, pray for those, Lord, who are dealing with loss. Give them peace, give them strength during this very difficult time. Lord, uh, as we start the new year, let us start the new year off right by staying steadily in your word and in prayer, and let us serve you well in this upcoming year. And Lord, uh, just be with all those who are traveling, keep them safe and well. And Lord, let us make great memories, good memories. And Lord, let us honor you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
Well, I appreciate each of you all for watching this morning, and I did forget to pray for our president. He definitely needs our prayers and protection, so keep him in your, in your thoughts and prayers as well. But uh, this is going to be my last broadcast uh, for the year, and uh, which only means another week. So I'm going to take a little time off and I spend with family and such. So uh, we'll pick up the devotions, Lord willing, on January, uh, let's say January 2nd. And we'll uh, pick up on uh, devotions then, and uh, we'll start the new, new year off right. But uh, I hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for watching, and uh, you know, uh, just I, I praise God for my church family, and uh, I hope everybody has a very happy, happy New Year and a very Merry Christmas. And I thank you for watching.